The following program depicts scenes of murder and violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Words appear sequentially. Crime Crushers. Featuring Donna Judd. On whose blind life is it anyway? The Blind Perspective Network. Sponsored by VIP Tech. Episode 23. Horror in the An Accessible Media Incorporated original production. Tom and Marsha Reed had built their dream home in the beautiful foothills of the countryside. They had just gotten married and had decided to spend their honeymoon at their new home. They were young, popular, and darlings of their social circle. However, rumors had started to grow just before their lavish wedding ceremony. Who could have done this horrible deed, and why? Hello, hello, hello. It's Detective DJ, and welcome to another week of the Crime Pressure series. Starring me as Detective DJ, your Detective DJ Mysteries. So without much more ado, let's get into it. Horror in the Foothills. We have a very interesting scene here. It is a very peaceful spring morning. And the air is fresh and the sun is a glorious one, shining brightly everywhere. Birds are singing in the swing trees. And there is a huge outdoor patio that overlooks a very lush green garden. Gigantic flower beds are in full bloom. And they're packed with flowers of all sizes and colors. A gurgling fountain stands in one corner of the patio. And a wet bar stands off to the side of the patio. In the middle of the garden, there's a huge pond with sparkling water. And goldfish are swimming around and playing with each other. Beautiful goldfish, that is. The grass is still very damp from the overnight dew lush green grass so you get the picture it's a beautiful spring morning sun is shining birds are singing wet bar fountain lush green grass but the horrible scene that confronts us is such a stark difference to this beautiful peaceful scene Tom and Marsha Reed lie dead on the floor of their patio. They've both been stabbed and there's blood everywhere. There's blood on the walls and on the floor and all over the overturned chairs and tables. There are congealing pools of blood in some places and broken glasses and dishes are scattered all over the place. The heads of both bodies 
have been partially severed. Bloody footprints are visible and they lead from the patio to the grass and end at the edge of the huge pond. We've also found cigarette butts on the grass leading to the pond and their bloody clothes and shoes that lie close by. Now according to Dr. Shea, who again has something to say, she feels that this murder was carried out in the privacy of the home of these two victims. She feels that the occasion that was chosen by the killer, let's remember now that this young couple was on their honeymoon. So that's their reason for being there as well. All right, let's look at some of those persons of interest as identified by our chip. But before that, let's look for some of the motives as chip has identified. Could this been a motive or a reason for passion? Maybe the settling of accounts of some sort? A random murder? A targeted killing? All of these things could be motives in this double murder. Let's see what else Chip has to tell us. He has identified some persons of interest for us. First, we have Troy Reed, who is the brother of Tom Reed, Jamie Lorca, who is a staff member, and Randall Keane, a homeless wanderer in the area. Let's go now to the investigation. Tom and Marcia Reed had been married in a very lavish wedding ceremony. Tom was a son of a multi-millionaire and Marcia was the daughter of a well-to-do financier. The young couple had been the toast of their social circle. They were both well-liked and extremely popular and they both came from rich backgrounds. Tom, however, was from a much, much richer family. Now, about two years ago, Tom's father drawn up a will which stated the following. Tom Sr. would give the bulk of his estate to the son who would be the one to marry first. Okay? So let's take a look at that again. Tom Sr. drew up a will which said that the bulk of his estate would be given to the son who would be the first to marry and to give him an heir or heiress. Tom Sr. was a sick man and he had been told that he only had a short time to live. He had wanted to ensure that the family name would live on. Both sons were painfully aware of these stipulations and Tom Jr. was the first to be married. His young wife Marcia was pregnant at the time of her death but she had not told Tom. Marcia had married Tom just to please her parents because they had wanted her to marry into a very wealthy family. Deep down however she did not really love Tom and she had hoped that with time this would change. Now Tom Jr. had married Marcia so as to gain control of his father's inheritance. 
and he too had not really loved Marcia. However, he too had hoped that in time he would come to love Marcia. Neither Tom nor Marcia had ever revealed their true feelings to each other, but each had had their own suspicions about each other. They each knew that the other were good people. They didn't want to hurt each other, but they had their own agendas. And they decided that they would keep their suspicions and their feelings to themselves. Now, about six months ago, Marcia had started an affair with Tom's chief of staff, Jamie Lorca. But just before her wedding, she had tried to break it off, but the chief of staff would have none of it. Jamie had threatened to go to Tom and tell him about their affair, and he had accidentally found out about Marcia's pregnancy and was also threatening to tell Tom about the pregnancy, let alone that the child was his and not Tom's. Marcia had capitulated. Tom had decided to take Jamie along to manage their home while they were on their honeymoon. He had also brought along his own admin assistant, Carly Bernstein. In addition to these two, there were two other staff members in attendance at the couple's honeymoon, a cook and a gardener. Now, the couple had decided that they would spend their honeymoon at their new home and had held some private evening parties while on their honeymoon for close family and friends. Troy Reed, Tom's younger brother, had made no secret of his own feelings. He truly resented that Tom had managed to win the race to gain their father's inheritance. This had caused a deep rift between the two brothers, although they had done their best to try and patch things up, and had done this for the sake of their father. Troy had secretly vowed that he would put an end to Tom's marriage. Now, shortly after moving into their new home, Tom and Marcia had noticed that there was a homeless man lurking outside their house. Didn't pay much attention to it. You know, they just felt it was a homeless man and that was it. Randall Kane was the name of the homeless man. And he had discovered the couple in their new home shortly after they arrived. And he decided that he would case the home for a few days before moving in to rob and kill them. He had hatched a plan and he was ready. Several revealing emails were found on the hard drives of Tom and Marsha. Two one-way tickets were also found in Tom's study. Two one-way tickets to Brazil. Sleeping pills were also found in Marsha's bathroom. And this completed our investigation. Lots of secrets, lots of twists and turns. Let's look at the suspects again. Troy Reed, brother of Tom, had wanted his brother dead because Tom had won the race to get their father's inheritance. And he wanted him dead in order to prevent Tom from inheriting their father's multi-million dollar estate. Jamie Lorca had been in love with Marsha Reed 
and he had wanted Marcia to leave her husband for him. Mark Randall Kane was poor and homeless, wanted money too. And he had happened upon the Reed's home, saw the richness there, wanted it for himself and decided that he would rob and kill the couple and take whatever he could. So there you have it. Let's look at the cause of death. Tom Reed had died of his stab wounds, but had not died right away. He had died a slow, painful death. He died at about two hours after he was stabbed. Marcia Reed had first been drugged, and then she had been stabbed. She died of her stab wounds. She had died before her husband, and she had been three months pregnant. Well, I've looked at all of the reports, considered everything, talked to my team, and this is how I think it was done, and I could be very wrong, okay? The killer had chosen an evening when the couple would be alone and dining on their own. The meal had been served and eaten, but the dishes had not yet been cleared. The killer had served the drinks, and had put some of Marsha's own pills into her drink. The killer had waited until the staff had left them, and then they made their move. Marsha was stabbed first, and then the killer attacked Tom. A huge struggle ensued, and Tom had put up a brave fight, but at the end he had succumbed, and he too had been stabbed. Sometime after the murders took place, the police had received an anonymous call and the bodies were discovered. So let's just summarize for you. The location of the same crime is a horrible one on the patio of the home of Tom and Marcia Reed, where both bodies have been found, they've both been stabbed, and the discovery has been made on a beautiful spring morning peaceful morning in comparison to the scene that, you know, was stumbled upon or uh, that the police came upon. The occasion was that these two were spending their honeymoon at their home. On this particular night, they were on their own as well. The killer knew that they would be on their own and uh, he moved in for the kill, as they would say. All right, now we come to the suspects. Troy Reed wanted his brother dead because he wanted the inheritance that their father had stipulated would be given to the son that married first and bore an heir or heiress. So that was Tom Troy Reed's reason for wanting Tom dead. Next we had Jamie Lorca. Jamie had been in love with Marcia. She had had an affair with uh, Jamie just before she married Tom. She was three months pregnant. And uh, Jamie had hoped that it would be his child. And finally, we have Randall Kane, a homeless guy who happened upon Tom and Marcia shortly after they moved into their home, saw how rich the couple was, figured out that it could be his if he could just rob and uh, kill the couple and take what he wanted. Well, it's question time. And our young sleuth, Alex Kirchhoff, has some very interesting questions for you. Questions that I urge you or encourage you to listen to and ponder over because these questions, if you can get some logical answer to, answers to these questions, 
they will help you to solve this particular mystery. Okay, so let's go now to Alex. Who could have had the best chance to kill Tom and Marcia Reed? Could this horrible crime have been committed by one person? Or could it have been committed by two different killers? Who could have known about the sleeping pills in Marcia's bathroom? Did the emails found on Tom and Marcia's hard drives play any part in this horrible crime? What about the two one-way tickets found in Tom's study? What about those cigarette butts? Okay, so you've had a chance to listen to the questions. And let's see what we can... Any more revelations I could give to you to help you out. All three suspects could have easily done it. It was possible for one killer to have done it. But... It was also possible for two killers to have done it. Jamie was most likely to have known about the sleeping pills. Emails found in both hard drives helped to unravel this mystery. And the two one-way tickets helped to complete this picture. All three suspects smoked. So we still don't really know what the heck is going on. Who do you think did it? Was it Jamie? Was it Troy? Was it Randall Kane? Well, let's reveal the big secret here. This crime was carried out by two killers, not one, two. They were both crimes of passion. Emails found on Marsha's hard drive revealed the following. She had told Jamie that the child that she was carrying was Jamie's. Jamie had begged her to leave Tom and go away with him, but she had refused. And emails found on Tom's hard drive revealed the following. Tom had started an affair with his admin assistant, Carly Bernstein, a few months before his marriage to Marsha. And he did this after discovering Marsha's affair with Jamie. Not sure how he discovered this, but he did. And he also knew about her pregnancy as well and suspected that the child was Jamie's. And he had decided to take matters into his own hands. Tom had fallen in love with Carly and had decided to run away with her to Brazil. He had told his brother Troy everything and the two had come to an agreement. Tom would give up his title to their dad's estate, Troy would take over and Tom would be paid handsomely. Tom had bought two one-way tickets for him and Carly to travel to Brazil. And he had decided that he would kill Marsha before leaving because she had betrayed him. And he was angry, more so that it was with his chief of staff. And above all, because the baby that Marsha was carrying was not his. Tom had slipped the pills into Marsha's drink and had savagely stabbed the sweet Marsha, but 
Randall came was just in time to witness the killing when Tom stabbed his wife. Something snapped in Randall's mind and he attacked Tom. The two had fought and at the end Randall had gotten the better. Randall had left his footprints on the grass leading to the fountain and had removed his bloody clothes and shoes and had jumped into the pond to try and clean off the blood from himself. He had also left his cigarette butts behind. So there you have it, folks. Double murder, double killing. I'm Donna J. Jahan, or Detective DJ, wishing you a terrific week, thanking you for having tuned in to listen to us. We thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Have a terrific week then, and uh, take care. Bye-bye. This has been Crime Crushers. On whose blind life is it anyway? The Blind Perspective Network. Catch Crime Crushers every Wednesdays. On whose blind life is it anyway? Sponsored by VIP Tech.